Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. It's part D. Let's get it. What's up, Mike? What up, Jason? What up, Tim? Yo, guys, part, part duh. I, it's so nice to have the twins finally come around to the thing I invented. Part duh. It's so it's so nice to have them come around to that. Finally. Finally. Uh, especially Michael. Particularly Michael. Really nice to have you around. Thanks, Tim. On this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like that Jason guy too much. He's whatever. Because, you know, part duh. It's just, it's just such a great part. Yes, I'm, I'm really, created by you. Yeah, I know. I'm really glad you guys came around for that. Jason never liked it. Um, the first, <laughs> <laughs> the first one, the first part, part. This is the do part. The first part we had the Panthers at the Falcons, the Titans at the Colts, the Dolphins at the Bills, the Bengals at the Jets, the Steelers at the Browns, the Eagles at the Lions, the Rams at the Texans. That's what we finished with. Now we're gonna pick up 49ers at the Bears. Let's get it started. This is part two. We're going to get right into it. 49ers of the Bears, for what it's worth, Justin Fields had a 99 passer rating on uh, play action last week, so maybe there's something looking up there. But at this point, A-Rod and Mooney are unplayable. Justin Fields is obviously unplayable. Cole Komet is probably unplayable. The one interesting one here is Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert had a very good game against Tampa Bay. He looks like a very good runner. He looks like he's a, he looks good. I don't foresee Damian Williams... Leaving his pass-catching role, I think this is Herbert's role to have. So I think I'm comfortable starting Herbert here. But besides that, no Bears. What do you guys think? No Bears Uh, is my motto. Gotta stay on your bench. Unless it's Khalil Herbert, then you could start that mensch on the bench. Nice. You just came up with a mensch on the top of the head. I could tell that one. That was a good one. (laughs) Pull a mensch out of your ass. Yeah, but, uh, yo, he's been money, man, Khalil Herbert. Shout out to Brodo's. Lead writer Matt Ward, who wrote an article this offseason saying that Khalil Herbert was someone to watch, and that has come to fruition way earlier than anyone thought. Played 77% of the Bears' snaps last week. Outtouched Damian Williams 23 to 4. It's Herbert's backfield, and Williams is just living in it. Um, but when it comes to pass catchers, you can fuck out of here with your Darnell Mooney bullshit. You can fuck out of here with your Cole Komet bullshit. And then Allen Robinson is the only person who could catch a 50-yard touchdown, who has the ability and skill to, but he's probably not going through. So you're benching him too. Boom, boom, boom. This is going to be the first week that I'm an Allen Robinson guy. I would have drafted him last week had there been – had there not been a bipocalypse, but this is the first week and I'm going to sit him. So that probably means he's going to go off for the first time. (sighs) Doubtful. (laughs) <laughs> um, let's go over to the other side of the coin here. The 49ers is going to be Jimmy G uh, for the show. I think that, you know, Khalil Mack is doubtful. I think Eliza Mitchell is a good play in this game, and I think Debo Samuel is, an, is a wide receiver one, and everyone else I'm staying away from. How do you guys feel about this? I'm with you, Tim. Um, look, Elijah Mitchell at this point, I liked him a lot this past week. Um, people were scared off. For whatever reason, I was very confused why people weren't in on Elijah Mitchell last week. 17.7 half PPR fantasy points, 18 rushes, 107 yards. He is the number one back for San Fran. Done, period. Like, there's no question about it. 
So you start him as an RB2 every week or flex play every week. And they have a very nice schedule to round out the season as well from this point forward. Like, it's not a bad situation to have Elijah Mitchell. He's going to end up being a good play for the people who spent fab on him. It's going to be a good move, spending fab on Elijah Mitchell. And Debo Samuel, he was my he was my stock up in our Monday review pod, which seemed crazy coming off a great game, but I was just like, yo, this guy at this point has proven that he's a locked and loaded wide receiver one every single week. He's still not being treated like it. It's about time we treat him like it. You start Debo Samuel this week as a wide receiver one. He's the entire offense right now. Him and Elijah Mitchell are basically the entire San Francisco offense. Uh, well said, Michael. Very intricate. Very, uh, very. Eloquent. Word. This game. What are you? You're starting three people. Right. You're starting three people from the game, and that's it. Next. <laughs> uh, the, uh, you know, the next one was the Patriots at the Chargers. Fine. I'll do Patriots and Chargers. Uh, the Chargers have allowed eight rushing TDs this season. The Pats are coming off a five running back touchdown performance, counted as Damian Harris' season. Um, I think that Damian Harris is good playing this game, and I think that Brandon Bolden is a play that you can desperation flex. How are you guys feeling about this backfield? Tim and his pass catching running back. It's a pastime. The Patriots Add pass catching Mitchell. running back. Yes, the Patriots pass catching running back. Add that to fucking Mitchell Trubisky. Oh and uh, I don't know, someone I, else. I make one, one fucking bold take about Mitchell Trubisky in 2018. No, I'm saying people you and won't you're quit. Still and you're still talking. The Patriots pass Yo, catching. I'm telling you right now, if, you if, won't quit. if Josh Allen goes down, I'm dropping mad fab on Mitch. That's the dumbest shit I ever heard. Oh, like I'm upset that you're on my <laughs> podcast. I'm calling it my podcast now, not ours, because you're not allowed to put your name on this thing anymore. Yo, after that. Mitch Trubisky is going to be a a a, a MVP in 2026. So you watch. All right, enough of that. <laughs> Damian Harris has been decent the last few weeks. Uh, he has two back-to-back top 13 finishes. Look, there's games where you're going to get 18 rushes and 100 yards like he did against Dallas and 14 rushes and 58 yards like he did against Houston. That might seem backwards. It's a little bit backwards. The Chargers aren't the hardest matchup. They're also not the best matchup. So Damian Harris... Um, I'm whatever on. Like, if you have him, you're probably going to start him. But the truth is, he's a touchdown-dependent player. He's not going to catch many passes. So you're hoping that he gets at least 15 rushes and he's able to punch it into the end zone. But I'm never going to be ecstatic about starting Damian Harris. I'll tell you Unless who the, he's playing the Jets. Taking the words out of my mouth. I'll tell you who the play of the game is in this one. Play of the game's Hunter Henry. First of all, revenge game. Second of all, Chargers are 30th in DVOA to the tight end. They are first in point total uh, in points against the tight end overall, twenty seven percent points over average, which is the eleventh best matchup. This is a great matchup, and Hunter Henry has scored four touchdowns in a row in four games in a row. I, I'm I'm riding the wave, and I think Hunter Henry is my play of this this game. Hunter Henry's a play every week at this point. Um, he's their tight end one. I think it's very obvious, and it's a good matchup here against LEC, like you said. So I like I like. Um, Henry as well. And of the wide receivers, Kendrick Bourne is my favorite because Kendrick Bourne has been the best. It's basically it. I don't want to trust any of the receivers. Don't get me wrong. I'd rather not start one of these guys. But if I had to, Kendrick Bourne is the guy for me because 
he now has double-digit points in four of the past five weeks. He's getting involved in the offense. Um, sign me up. Anyone else for the Patriots? It's it's your you know to taking an outside shot on Kendrick Bourne, and you're confident in Damian Harris. Taking an outside shot on Brandon Bolden, and you're no conf- Mac Jones. I'm not taking an outside shot on Brandon Bolden. You can if you'd like, Tim. You'd like to do that more than I do. It pays off. I've <laughs> I've 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 been James White's father. I've I've nurtured him. I've had him on my team every single year, and I love it. He's he's a great player. So I'm just trying to get his. You're the James White quasi dad. That's 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 correct. Correct. Um, let's go over to the Chargers. They're coming off a bye. They just got walloped by the Ravens. Maybe you can count it as just like you know the before bye week downturn. I think that's one thing that I don't really hear in the analysis anymore that people have to remember, like trap games. There are trap games. There are games where the game before the bye, the game before you're about to play a really good opponent, teams tend to have letdowns. So is this just a situation where you're playing a good team in the Ravens, plus it's right before the bye? What do you guys think? Do you you expect the Chargers offense to bounce back? Let's start with the pass catchers. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. I like them both in this game because how can you not? You know, they, they they are... a superstar duo. So the question is, what do you? How do you feel about him, guys? Herbert, Allen, and Williams is going to be a stack in the Millie Maker this week. Whoa, calling it right now. The Dallas Cowboys defense doesn't seem like it's bad against the pass, but they are second in points over average allowed to um, opposing wide receivers. You mean receivers. the Patriots? <laughs> The Patriots, excuse me. I said Cowboys. Yeah, you said Cowboys. <laughs> Sorry. See, I'm looking at my notes. Is you know this? Are you talking about the Patriots? Yeah, points over the, average. I'm talking about the Patriots. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. You think? I thought I thought we were gonna have to cut this shit. You yeah. think? <laughs> you think the okay. Patriots? <laughs> okay. You guys gonna let me talk or what? You think? You know, you know I'm gonna double check because now you guys are gonna be shook. Aye, aye, aye. Yo, the Patriots are. It happens to the best of us. Second in points over average allowed to opposing wide receivers. You're welcome. Shady, right? Yeah, no one shady. really thinks about the Patriots as bad against wide receivers. Keenan Allen is the second overall wide receiver in true target value. Hasn't really lived up to that yet. Mike Williams is the wide receiver for overall in true target value. Has absolutely lived up to that. They got pounced by the Ravens. They just hit pounced, a bye week. Pounced. And now Pounce. they're coming back in a low-key great matchup for the quarterback and wide receivers. They're top 10. The Patriots are top 10. Bad top 10. In points over average for the QB running back and wide receiver. And top 10. Sign me up for a Herbert Allen, Mike Williams stack this week to go absolutely off. That makes me feel good as someone who had to go through. You make me feel so good. uh, Mike Williams, Mike Williams, he had a bad game. Then he had a bye week. And Mike Williams was a big part of a lot of my my team. So I felt his absence. So I'm looking forward to him possibly having a good game in this one. Austin Eckler is coming off a bad game as well. Here's what I'm thinking. With with, with Belichick, Austin Eckler added to the injury report today. Yes. Not good. Didn't practice on a Thursday. Uh, pick up your Larry, Larry Roundtrees. Joshua Kelly was the next man up last Joshua, game. Justin Joshua Jackson's Kelly. healthy again. He got carries. I think it's going to be like a three-headed mess Oh no! if Eckler's out. I uh, hope that it's nothing. Let's Same. assume e- Eckler is not out. How do you feel about him against uh, Belichick? It doesn't Nats. matter. You, he's a must-start RB1 every single week. That's it. That's it. 
let's go over to the next game then. Jaguars at I'm, I'm sorry, let's talk about Jared Cook first. Jared Cook, startable. I think that he's like I, I haven't like tight end fourteen. I'm not super excited about Jared Cook this week. I think that's Jared Cook. You hope he has a big game. There's a chance he doesn't. That's how the tight end landscape is at this point. Um the best position in points over average for for the Patriots is the tight end position, which is not good for Jared Cook. Only allowing less than seven points per game to opposing tight ends, so not ideal. I, I mean, I'm not a big Jared Cook fan this week because I think Herbert Allen and Williams are going to go crazy. Um, Patriots at the Chargers. That comes to an end. Let's go on to the next one. Jaguars at the Seahawks. Uh, yuck. They saved him. <laughs> I was that waiting. comes to an end. I was waiting for Jason to say something about that. I was just waiting for it. I swear you clearly just you know read Jason, the wrong team. Yeah, but. that's exactly what happened. But, you know, you... you it was a good save. I'm not going to just let you correct your mistakes. Why? I'm here to point them wow. out. I'm here to let the people know that you make mistakes. Wow. Picked <laughs> off. Packers have the ball. It makes for better TV. Wow. You guys, guys want to hear something crazy about Jason from episode one that I thought he was going to say, but he didn't? No. Rick killed a guy. Oh, he missed he it. Missed oh, he it. lost the He bet. missed yes. it already. Yes. He already missed it. Hold yes. on. Wait, 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 wait. No, you said every episode. <sighs> you said every episode. <laughs> I thought. Okay. I mean, I feel like I would have remembered every episode. I I could have argued that it's every week, but Michael didn't give me the chance. No, you said every episode. You said every. You can't. But this is a stop with your excuses. Stop with your excuses. Or killed a guy. I already wrote Jason lost, so we (laughs) it's in the notes. Uh, Jaguars at Seahawks. This is a good matchup for the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars have an opportunity to put up some points here. The Seahawks thirty five percent POA to the running back. That is. One of the worst uh, marks in the league. It is James Robinson. Sazon. Um, yeah, James Robinson is an RB1 this week. And I think Marvin I Jones is a good play. I think another sneaky play in this game. And just a minute before Michael yells at me, let me get this out. Dan uh-huh. Arnold. The Jacks, the Jags uh, absolutely suck. I'm, I'm sorry. The Seahawks absolutely suck against the tight end. Uh, they are the fourth best possible matchup uh, if you take into consideration points over average. They are 53% uh, points over average. So a great matchup. So I think James Robinson, Marvin Jones, and Dan Arnold are the guys I, I want to play in this game. I'm staying away from LaVisca Chenault because I'm always staying away from LaVisca Chenault. I don't want to play that game. Jason, how you feeling? LaVisca Chenault. More like LaVisca Chenault, right? Not. <laughs> LaVisca Chenault. Uh, look, LaVisca should point, not play. <laughs> I, I actually don't hate Chenault as a potential flex play. Same. Um, I don't love him. But Trevor Lawrence has been much better. Uh, he is a rookie. He takes time sometimes. The last three weeks, he's been quarterback but before his bye. He's been quarterback 14. So he's playing better. Now he's getting a Seattle defense that uh, the Seattle is just not looking good all around with Russell Wilson out. So it should be a good game for Marvin Jones, who has been his number one target. LaVisca Chenault, he just... You're banking, like, in the beginning of the year, you're banking on usage because he's only getting short passes. And then DJ Chark goes down, and you're banging on maybe, like, a deep pass. And, and then, then it goes back Lackey. to usage. Like, you never really, exactly, like, honestly, you never really know what you're going to get from Chenault. At the end of the day, he's a been, been a top 20, top 38 receiver one time. He, his name gets him more play than it should like because what is a LaVisca Chenault like why is that name even noteworthy 
So I guess he's a flex play because the matchup's good. And maybe he comes out of the bye and he's more involved. I don't want to trust anyone not named Marvin Jones, though. Ooh. Ooh. Michael, how you feel? No, I'm with I'm with you guys. I'm with the Jaguars. All right, let's go to the Seahawks then. Alex Collins looks like he looks like he's gonna play. Rashad Penny did not look good. Alex Collins uh will look good. He's a good player. The Jaguars are a great matchup, so I would uh confidently This is like the um the um fairly odd parents meme um with the dad. This is where you'd put your starting quarterback. If you had one, you know, that one, Jay, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. If like if it was Russell Wilson, you definitely start him, but it's Geno Smith, so you're not starting him. Yeah. Um so I don't know why Michael just went to quarterback, Alex Collins. Because uh, I just thought of that meme, so I had to, you know, I had to express my <laughs> memeiness. Uh Tyler word, Lockett. Obviously. Tyler Lockett is I'm not gonna drop him because he's Tyler Lockett. But Tyler not drop him. Tyler Lockett, is gonna come back this year. Exact that's why I'm not dropping him. But he sh- isn't shouldn't be nowhere next to your starting lineup for the remainder of the time that Lockett is not in the pocket. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. I started James Conner over Tyler Lockett in a league this week, for example, which is not something I would have, which is not something I would have thought I'd say earlier in the year. But Geno Smith is not a good game for the Cardinals right now. Even Metcalf, Metcalf had an 84-yard touchdown last week on a great play by him, and one catch besides that. There was eight total targets to Metcalf and Lockett. The Seattle Seahawks played an entire game handing the ball off to Alex Collins, a journeyman running back, when they have Lockett and Metcalf. Like, that's how little they trust Geno Smith. It's just absolutely absurd. Alex Collins didn't even play. That offense is an absolute joke right now. It was Rashad Penny. It was Rashad Penny, bro. A guy who hadn't played in years. No, it was Alex Collins. Last game? Yes. It was Rashad, Rashad Penny, Penny and played Alex a lot, Collins. but Alex Collins had 16 rushes to Penny's six. It's 22 snaps to 20 snaps. It was them both. Man, I was uh, that game was so boring. I, I was watching it with Michael here, and I and I fell asleep in the second half. I just didn't even see the second half. I just fell asleep. Really got a Randall Cobb touchdown. You missed nothing. Yeah, I know. That was. I've heard that that was one of the worst games in the history of football <laughs> to watch. It was just you. You could have known that from the start. Uh, DK Metcalf had a big. Gain. I remember thinking like, okay, so I was playing against DK Metcalf in the league and I needed, I was like, I had like a 21 point lead or something like that. And he got the big 75 yard touchdown. So I was projected to lose at that point. And I was looking at the projections and I was looking at the points. I'm like, nah, I got this. And I wasn't worried even a little bit because I knew even with the 75 yard, even the 75 yard touchdown, it was a bad throw that DK Metcalf just DK Metcalf the shit out of. So I think, that's why you start DK Metcalf every week is because he can DK Metcalf a throw any single time he wants. Yep. But besides that, like, you can't start Lockheed. You can't start anyone. You can't start Gerald Everett. No. Yeah, at this point, you you can't, in my opinion. I agree. I was going to the Buccaneers at the Saints in a divisional matchup. The Saints are a good defense, so this is going to be a tough test for Tom Brady. I think the one thing that is the big news out of this game is that Antonio Brown is not going to play in this game and might miss even more time. Uh, it's an ankle injury. It's an ankle situation. And, he, you know, Bruce Arians didn't seem too thrilled about it. So you got to expect to be without Antonio Brown. But that's great news for Mike Evans, and that's a great news for Chris Godwin. We mentioned a, a couple weeks ago that Chris Godwin was the leader in red zone targets and that a touchdown would come to him eventually because that's just – 
how it's gonna got to be. And then last week he scored a touchdown. Mike Evans scored two touchdowns, or was it three touchdowns last week? Three. It was three touchdowns last week. Two, one of them, one of them, uh, he gave to a fan that resulted in Tom Brady having to give up a, a pretty penny or a pretty Bitcoin, I should say, um, to that fan for the ball. Uh, with that being said, Mike Evans has had his issues with Marshawn Lattimore, and Marshawn Lattimore has gotten the best of him. In my opinion, I think Chris Godwin is a phenomenal play in this game because of that. I'm not I'm not really comfortable starting Evans against Lattimore considering their history. Jason, how are you feeling about these pass catchers in Tampa Bay? I agree with you, man. Uh, Mike Evans has, has had better days than when he goes up against Marshawn Lattimore. That's for sure. And then if you look at who's... Uh, Chris Godwin's going up against Chauncey Gardner Johnson, Mr. I'm ranked 101st out of 112 slot corners on PFF. So he's not even a bad slot corner. He's a bad backup, backup slot corner, <laughs> according to PFF this year. So it's, it should be time for Chris Godwin to eat. And Gronk is also expected to return. That's a big one. I expect the man to come back with a bang and score a touchdown. Tom Brady knows he's been out. He wants to get the big man involved. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is a little bit of a disappointing game for Mike Evans. I expect a game from Godwin Gronk. But then again, Mike Evans always do his catch touchdown and he's all good. So Leonard Fournette's been great, but so is the Saints run defense. Michael, what's your where is your temperature at? Where are you ranking Leonard Fournette this week? Leonard Fournette is on the best offense in the league. Arguably, as a workhorse running back, which means you start him every week. Period. I think it's simple as that. I know it's a bad matchup, but Leonard Fournette is an absolute stud at this point. Four straight weeks with at least fifteen and a half half PPR fantasy points. He gets all the rushing work. Three of the last four weeks, he has twenty or more rushing attempts. He gets the pass catching work as well. He has ten targets over the last two weeks. Twenty targets over the last four weeks. He's just an opportunity machine on a tremendous offense. So you start that player every week without even thinking about it. I mean, couldn't have said that better. Those were eloquent, Michael. Eloquent. Um, I, and you're obviously starting Tom Brady with confidence, even though the Saints defense is a is a good defense that gets a lot of pressure. I mean, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He's yeah. currently the number one quarterback in fantasy. Yeah, even, even though it's a really bad matchup on paper in terms of points allowed and points over average it's Tom Brady who is the number one overall quarterback without running it's absolutely absurd and Gronk is looking like he's going to be back he's still the tight end one in true target value Mike Evans typically struggles against Marshawn Lattimore a little scared about that so I think Gronk comes back and eats especially with AB out I think Gronk is a strong tight end one play as soon as he returns um let's go over to the Saints side here Mark Ingram uh, they say he's going to play. Does that give you any concern with Alvin Kamara? He is. They are facing a Buccaneers run defense that has a reputation for being tough against the run, and they have been, but they've been susceptible the last couple weeks. They've they've gotten beat on the ground the last couple weeks, and and if anyone's going to beat you on the ground, it's Alvin Kamara. I think honestly, long term, the Mike Mark uh, Mark Ingram may like get some snaps and eat into the the work a little bit. But I think that's a good thing in the long run. I think you can preserve Kamara longer if you have some sort of viable person to hand the ball to besides him. Um, How do you feel about Kamara in this matchup, Jay? 
Yeah, I've heard a few people say that. And listen, I'm not super concerned. Is Alvin Kamara? He's going to make a lot with little no matter what. But I think it's dumb as fuck. Like, oh, it's better that he gets less work because then he might get injured. No, he's man. a human like, being, Jason. I don't give a fuck. A human being who you want to touch the ball as much as possible. So fuck that noise. But fuck that. With noise. that being said, You're- Alvin Kamara was on pace for 323 carries this year, which is almost double his career high. So, like, it's and before that was his career high. He was still fucking money. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I also don't love it. It's not better for Alvin Kamara. He's not going to score more points now that Mark Ingram is in town. Mm. Yeah, I mean, maybe in the long term he will. They're saying they might move him around more. That's one of the uh, the Saints reporters said, give him more opportunities to move out wide and in the slot with Ingram in the backfield. That that could be interesting. Um. Uh, what was I say? Marquez Callaway. That's what we're, that's what I'm talking about. Marquez Callaway. I think he's a sneaky play in this one. How do you guys feel about him? Yeah, I think Callaway has been a little underrated these past few weeks. I know he had a bad game last week, but there were a couple big gains that were ended up being like called back for um for penalties as well. I think he's a sneaky play in this game. I think he's a I I'd like him in my flex. You like him in your flexi. You like him in your flexi. Yeah. Um any interest in the Jameis Winston uh Comeback game, no, revenge game? Absolutely not. Jameis is that is their offense is running through Kamara. They do not want to run. I said it on last week's podcast. They are a straight up running team at this point. Um Jason, Washington at the Broncos. This is a phenomenal matchup. Yo, James Conner in the in the Arizona game and the Packers game right now just looked at the sideline after Zach Ertz got tackled the two, looked at the sideline and, and, and did gave the eat sign. Let's see if they feed him. They did. Give us the Connor. Touchdown. Touchdown is Connor, baby. James Connor. He's been a fucking Automatic. goal line animal, man. I mean an absolute James Connor is one of the Brodo spokes players, honestly. Yeah. We've been shouting from the rooftops all year and all offseason that he was a better value pick than Chase Edmonds was in the 10th round. Washington at the Broncos. This is a good matchup for the Broncos. Washington's defense has been horrible. Um, with And Jerry Judy's supposed to play. How, how's, has you guys seen his practice reports? He's he's back. They yeah. said he would uh, he could have played last Thursday, but since it was a short week, he couldn't really practice, so they didn't want to just throw him back into the fire like that, which Great. is annoying for fantasy managers who could have used him if he played on Sunday, but like they, they basically said right away at the beginning of the week, Jared Judy's back. I got hit with the yawns. Are you comfortable playing him right off right in his first game? Oh, right absolutely. This, yep. uh, this is a great matchup for Denver. Teddy Bridgewater has been low-key solid this year. Um, he's the QB 14 in true throw value. Corlin Sutton's the wide receiver 14 in true target value. Noah Fant, the tight end 2 in true target value. Jerry Judy had a nice week one when he was there. I think this knocks Tim Patrick out a bit, of course. Um, he was kind of like the replacement in that offense. I still think he, he'll he catch some passes, but I think it's going to be the Judy Sutton and Fant show from this point forward. And uh, I, I mean, I'm starting Judy because it's a, a tremendous game against Washington too, right? Like this is exactly the matchup you want. This is the number one team in points allowed to QBs and the number one team in points allowed to wide receivers and number one in 
points over average against QBs and wide receivers. Oh, boy. So sign me up for, I think Bridgewater is even a streaming option this week. You, maybe you don't need to use him because only two teams are on by. Um, I don't even have him ranked in my top 12, but I still think he's a strong streaming option because of the matchup. But I'm starting Sutton, I'm starting Judy, and I'm starting Fant. I'm, I'm starting my Broncos pass catchers. Jason, are you are you worried about any of them to, uh, like cannibalizing each other in this one? No, I don't think this is the game to be worried about that. I'll note that um, Albert O made all may also be returning. That's a um, big one for Fant because every time he's on the field, Fant always seems to disappoint. Yeah, the the touchdown tight end vulture, but it it's it's not as clear as he's going to play as it is for Jerry Judy. So we'll see about that. The one thing I will note is that when Judy was out, Corlin Sutton was the wide receiver 12 in scoring six catches, 88 yards per game. But that was a lot of boom bust plays, Mr. Boom Bustic. So if we're looking at this team, then we need to consider like if Corlin Sutton has a bad game against Washington, how badly are people going to panic? Cause I think it's going to be panic central. And if that's the case, I'm buying Sutton easily. Yeah, people are going OD hard at Cortland Sutton. Everyone is acting like he's a huge sell high because Jerry Judy's returning as if Cortland Sutton, that means he's just not going to play anymore. Like, this is a guy who's been top five in air yards and adjusted air yards the entire season, and adjusted air yards matter. Like, ooh, bad hit on the kickoff. Ouch. Two players are hurt. Um, So I'm, I, I think Cortland Sutton, I'm starting him happily this week, man. I'm starting him happily. I I'm a fan of Corlin Sutton. I, I think that people forget how good he is in general. Yeah, he, he's a very good football he's player. He's a very good football player. And he's he's yes, this could affect him, but it also could open up some field for him. I am of the belief that two wide receivers are sometimes better than one when it comes to when it comes to get getting opportunity. Like I was excited for AJ Brown that Julio Jones was in the mix. Like you know, like that that kind of situation. I, it's good for Mike Evans that Chris Godwin exists. You know what I mean? And so I prefer when you have two guys like that. Now, you know, obviously you're not going to get the crazy volume, but I think there's enough to go around for both of them. Tim Patrick, I'm I'm definitely staying away from. Uh, I am worried about Noah Fant a little bit because Noah Fant didn't give you the amount that you thought he should give you for the volume that and the volume that you thought he should get with that absence. So it's 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 definitely like I'm I'm a little worried about no fan. The fact that he's tight end two in true target value, I like. Javante Williams and, and Melvin Gordon. They're still splitting the ball fifty fifty, but which makes them both low end RB two flex plays. It's that's how it's been the entire season. Yeah, but I mean, this might be Javante Williams, man. He's playing very well. I'm not gonna say I'm not. I, I, it's not as if he's gonna take the ball. You know what I mean? It's not as if he's going to, like. But he can break a big one, and how he's still getting his 13, 12, 13 touches a game. Even he scored a touchdown last week. Ended with like. 14 and a half half PPR fantasy points. I mean, that's I mean, a good game. That's but that's how this backfield is right now. It's like a 50-50 split split between these two and they've been both low end RB2 flex plays the entire season. I don't think I don't see why that would change this week against Washington. If anything, it's a better passing game for Denver. Uh you guys want to talk about anyone else in this game? Well, we haven't really discussed the Washington Maybe side. Maybe the whole word, Washington word, word, word. offense. Damn, I almost I almost went I almost Bro, went Ty- Taylor 
Taylor Heineke has had four QB1 games and three games outside QB2. <laughs> he's like he's like setting the the mold for inconsistency as a quarterback. It's a little ridiculous. Makes him super, super hard to trust um, over the next couple of weeks. And against Denver, it's not really a team where I want to chase the Taylor Heineke. Um, that was my bad. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Taylor Heineke QB1 game. Although I think this could be a game where he ends up being a QB1 just out of pure volume and rushing. He just almost ran for 100 yards in the last game he played. So, yeah, I don't really want to trust Heineke in this game, but I do think the uh, – like, look, Scary Terry, he's been super inconsistent because of the quarterback play, but he's you have to start him every week because his big games, he's a top-five wide receiver. It's, it's a little absurd with Terry McLaurin, too. He's basically Taylor Heineke in that he's been super inconsistent with some really bad games, but his great games are absolutely great. So I think you have to start Terry McLaurin as well, and obviously no other wide receiver on that team because it's it's just not a wide receiver driven team at this point. With Diami Brown is always hurt, and Curtis Samuel is still hurt. So I mean, you start the wide receiver too. The wide receiver too is Ricky Hill's bones. Ricky Hill's bones, baby. Who is now so a top twenty-two 10, targets? Yes, and a top ten tight end in true target value as well. Yep, twenty-two targets since Logan Thomas went down. Keep firing up, man. He's been tight on eight in that span, 150 yards, a touchdown, 15 catches. So comes right to 550 and 0.33 touchdowns, which sounds like a 2021 tight end one. It's exactly what it sounds like. If you had to put numbers, it would be 550, 0.33. So there you go. That's five, that's Ricky Seals. 550, five catches, 50 yards, 0.33 touchdowns a game, a.k.a. one touchdown every three games. Um. Lance Thomas uh, probably going to come back after the bye week, which is next week. So interesting. Check if he's on your waiver wires. Logan Thomas, <laughs> Tim. That's what I said. No, you said Lance again. I said Lance Thomas? Yes. The former Knicks great. <laughs> Logan Thomas. I'm just, let's just call him Lance. Can we just have this nickname be Lance? Sir Lancelot? Sir Lancelot. Lance Thomas. Lance. All right, what about Antonio? Guys, what about hold on, hold on, Antonio Gibson? Yeah, let's talk about Antonio Gibson. He, ever since this guy broke his shin, he sucks. Yeah, he hasn't passed seventy rushing yards since week one, and, and it, like it, co- it corresponds with him breaking his shin. Dearness Johnson did just like make a movie with like his career path and then the game he had last Thursday against this Denver defense, but. Gibson's look bad, man, and he's injured. That's why. Like, and it's an injury that heals from wait for it, rest. Something that you're not getting when you're practicing and playing every Sunday. I saw I saw a lot of people blaming the Denver defense for that game. Like I saw one guy say the Denver defense is booty. That's why Dearness Johnson had that great game. Like, nah, man, they aren't. They've been great. And Dearness Johnson was just was just greater. He had a good game. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's tough right now, man. I think last week I, I preferred McKissick to Gibson, and I think that came to fruition. This week I have them back-to-back. Right now they're kind of like it's similar to Javante Williams and Melgo. Like they're both getting some work. It's not super exciting. When one of them has a right now shin. in this game, in this game is basically four RB3s at the moment with names that, are a little more enticing. Uh, anyone else you want to talk about in this Washington team? Not really. Um, 
That's about it for those guys. It's not like you're going to play a super... What super deep play on this team are you going to play? Cam Sims? No. Uh, nay, Tim. Nay. Cowboys at the Vikings in the next game. This should be a plethora of fantasy fun on Sunday night. Sunday night football on MSG. Uh, Cousins and the Vikes have Dallas coming in. We Dak want Prescott. some Cooper. We want some Lamb. Are you galloping in this week? Damn, Jay. I was. I thought you were going to end it off. I thought we were going to have some twin telekinesis right there. Then we're going to say, Thielen and Jefferson. But no, you didn't do that. What the fuck? What made you think I was... <laughs> <laughs> Cooper and Lamb, Thielen and Jefferson. Come on. Oh, totally. That rhymes, yeah. It my does. bad. That's my fault. That is your fault. This Thank the, you. Thank you. This is the biggest waste of my life it's probably ever been. Sunday Night Football on MSG. Me and the listeners are never going to recover the minutes you just stole from our existence. The listeners and I. <laughs> yeah, Tim. I'm a teacher. I don't know English. I'm a teacher. I, English, I know not don't. I, I We actually... <laughs> not Guys, don't. we haven't noted yet that it's, it's Halloween Sunday. Oh, yeah. Ew. That's right. It's spooky, spooky festivals. I, I I don't know what you wanted us to Hopefully say. Hopefully, you murder your you think, opponents. Am I right? You hey, think children are gonna death, children are gonna Halloween. knock on our door while we watch. <laughs> what? God, you guys remember that video? Watch out for. Is that Tanya? Go, for go, Robert. Go. Dangerous things oh, near candy. No. There's like a like a bag of Skittles with a razor blade on Yo, under it. Those <laughs> videos were golden. They got to bring those back. Robert Tunyon seems uh, to really have hurt his knee. Oh, yeah, Tunyon yeah. looks hurt, which yeah. is unfortunate because he was finally getting work again. Yeah, he, he was at like it's three for like forty five ish in this game. Tunyon's good when he gets work, man. My, Matt, Michael Floor is just a weird fucking offense coordinator. Yo, this Packers offense could look like the best in the league and could look like the worst in the league with one play separating. Yeah, the two. It was the best of times. It was the worst. I think of that's times. when you have. That's what happens when you put lackluster uh, talent around the great quarterback. Yeah, well, let's get back to the game, shall we? Yeah, let's go to the cow. Speaking about, no, this is definitely not the case. Uh, there's no lackluster talent on this on this entire field. I think this is going to be a plethora of fantasy goodness. Uh, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper. I think I, I like them both. Let's start with the wide receivers here. Uh, Jefferson, Lamb, and whatever the fuck you said. Uh, let's talk about all four receivers. Adam Thielen, I think he's going to have a good game in this game. Uh, I'm not really a big. I, I'm ready to admit that I was wrong on Adam Adam Thielen. I wrote sell high in him on on like week three. Uh, hopefully you didn't listen to me on that one. Because uh, I mean, since week, th- uh, he had a lot of down games. You looked like you were smart. Yeah, but then he had after he had, week after week three, he scored six and five points, and then he put up twenty four on right. thirteen targets. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be closer to the second one in this game. I, I like Justin Jefferson too. How you feeling about these pass catchers, Jay? You're firing up Jefferson on Sunday. No, Justin Jefferson is a great fucking play. What else is new? And coming out of the bye, like you said, look, Adam Thielen is a little bit older. He probably used the bye week wisely, coming out a little bit healthier, a little more spry. The Vikings are probably going to have to pass against Dallas. So I like both in this game. And KJ Osborne also isn't the worst dart throw flex if you really need to, if you really need to reach into the into the candy jar, right? Halloween. Uh, I Ew. would I would stay right. away personally. Halloween. If it was me. Um, 
All right, so let's go over to the running backs. A lot to like in this game. Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott. And then I think Tony Pollard is also worth a look here. I'm starting Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard in my flex out of a bye. I feel like they're going to want to run the ball a lot. I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, pass-catching opportunity as well because this should be a high-scoring game. So Dak should be throwing the ball, and then they just ran a tight end. Sorry, they, the Packers just ran a tight end screen. to. Is that uh, DeGuara? Yeah. It is DeGuara. Uh, no, so, like, no. Look, you don't happily start Tony Pollard as your flex. I don't say happily. I didn't say happily. I said I, I'm going to. All right. And if I'm you start him at your flex, you it's because you kind of have to, honestly. Let's be real. I mean, the guy has, in his last four weeks— 7, 6.7, 12.3, and 7.8. I mean, that doesn't sound bad to me, what you just said. But it's not someone you want happily to start like, yeah, let's go. I didn't say that. I didn't say no, that. No, I'm just saying, like, he can well, put him a in note, the flex. Well, a note, guys, but... also, Lyle Collins returns from suspension this week. Big big time. So that should help out the offensive line. Big time. All right, so how about this, Michael? Tony Pollard or Tyler Boyd? Uh, I'd probably go Boyd. Jason? Pollard. Pollard. Pollard or Patrick? Against the Bengals? I mean, against the Jets for Boyd? Pollard. Pollard over Patrick. Yeah, we don't know if Patrick's going to play. Pollard or Dearnest? Dearnest. Pollard. Pollard or Philip Lindsay? Pollard. Pollard. See, this is what I'm I'm choosing from. I'd go Dearnest. I don't know. You know what I do know? Your team sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kyler Murray's getting me, has me nine point two right now. This is this is the beat the Bros League. This is the the Patreon League. I started off four uh, three and zero, oh, and I'm now three and four. My team is, has hit the skids. Hit the skids. Yeah. Anywho, yeah, this is a this is a game of chalk full of goodness, man. Like you're starting Zeke, you're starting Lamb, you're starting Cooper, Dalton Schultz, you're starting, you're starting Dak, and on the other side, you're starting Jefferson, Thielen. I even think Conklin's a strong play here out of the bye. It's like, this is what I was saying. A third receiver, I've said this multiple times, is going to work for the Vikings. You just don't know if it's going to be Tyler Conklin or KJ Osborne. One of them is going to have a solid game. That That's just how it's been the entire season. So with that being said, I think Tyler Conklin, because of how bad the tight end landscape is, this is a shootout tight primetime Sunday night game, which it has the potential to be then you're, you'll likely be happy with Tyler Conklin starting. And if Aaron Rodgers hit Aaron Jones in stride on that screen, he would have easily walked into the end zone. <laughs> but he did not. Uh, Drats. Let's, let's continue. Um, and now you got the, the quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, both great plays. I have them both firmly as QB1s this week as well. I mean, this game is simple. Start the guys and, and hope for the best because there's going to need a lot of points on both sides. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I haven't looked at the Vegas. I briefly looked at the Vegas lines, but I do think this was one of the higher scoring games on the slate, which is not surprising at all with the two teams we're talking about. Then finally, the Giants at the Chiefs. The Chiefs offense looks like hey, it's... Wait, wait, we didn't talk about the Cowboys receivers. Yeah, I mean, you start Lamb and Cooper. Who else do you... Also what, what else do you I mean, do? Gallup's returning. Is he? No, he's eligible to return from IR, which means he could be activated within the next 21 days. I don't think he's returning. It's definitely not set in stone yet. Either way, Cedric Wilson's been getting work regardless, so he'll just step into that role. So I'm not super concerned. Cedric Wilson is Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. Halloween. They're going to be each other for Halloween. Is Cedric Wilson. Fun fact. Um, last week, me and Michael had a Christmas party, uh, <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> 
and it was supposed to be Halloween, like costume oriented, but then it wasn't. And me and Michael didn't feel like like dressing up. So the plan was to beat each other. So we were going to go as each other. Michael has a new hat that he wears often. So I was going to wear that. Michael's going to put on a Cornell hoodie. Yep. Ended up not working out. I'm wearing my Cornell hoodie, Jason. Just so you Ever know. heard of it? Uh, Giants at the Chiefs is our last game. Monday Night Football here. The Chiefs offense has been uh, quite the conundrum. Uh, the Giants defense had a good game against a pretty good offense last week. I mean, well, a former good offense, not a good offense right now, the way Sam Donald's playing. How do you feel about the Chiefs? We talk about the funnel offense, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. For the most part, even though the Chiefs offense hasn't been as as dominant as they have been in the past, it's been working out for the most part for those three in particular. So the question is, do you have any doubts against this Giants defense? And, and I know what the quest answer to that question is going to be, so then yeah. we'll move on to the other question, uh, <laughs> Darrell Williams. Start all of them. They had one bad game. If people are acting like the sky is falling for this damn team. It's because the record sucks. Yeah, they're 3-4, and four, and let's not forget – Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. I know he's not having as good a season as we expect, but they just got absolutely dominated by Tennessee. That's not happening two weeks in a row. It's not. Just start your damn Chiefs, obviously. Michael just Michael just like lectured us into doing it's just, it. It's just the recency bias. People are Here's why I like this game all around. The Giants and Chiefs are both top five in pace of play. Two of the fastest teams in the offense this year the Chiefs in the league being a fast team calling plays wise and the Giants being a fast team plays wise means both teams are going to run a lot of fucking plays and so you're starting everyone that you would usually start for the Chiefs including Darrell Williams who uh, last week was atrocious but he still got all the work and then for the Giants too I think that Daniel Jones isn't getting enough love since he's disappointed a bit after everyone was on him but you know public opinion the sheep like Daniel Jones, I think is a good play in this game. It depends who his weapons are, but if Shepard's healthy, I'm starting Shepard. If Tony's healthy, I'm starting Tony. And I'm also starting Devontae Booker who has 135 yards over the last two weeks. I like this game for the giants. I mean, what's not to like, it's a really bad defense. The one thing that's just super, super, super frustrating is that they play Monday night and all of their da- damn wide receivers are questionable. It's really yeah, that is I would annoying. be ecstatic to start Shepard or Tony, whichever one of them is active. I'd be ecstatic to start one of those guys. But we're probably going to have no idea if either of them is going to be active. Or Gall- Galladay seems to be the least likely to play. It's like I- I'd start all of those guys as wide receiver threes if I could. But you might not even – you might have to just – pick an alternative because it's Monday night. It's not like I'll maybe pick up Darius Slayton as like an insurance policy. We'll see. Uh, I mean, you could, you could do that. What about Daryl Williams? Tim, which somehow, Tim, are you throwing somehow, out Dante Pettis again? I, yeah, I am if, if he plays. I mean, if there's no Shepard and there's no Tony, I'm for sure 100% throwing out Dante Pettis again. I mean, not. I mean, you know, I'm playing him as a flex. There's no reason not to. That he's he's now performed in two straight games, caught another touchdown. The guy was a former yeah. second round pick. It's not like he doesn't have talent. It's just that you know, we see that Kyle Shanahan's doghouse is a very mean place to be, and this could be an unforgiving place. 
We've seen it once with Pettis, and we're seeing it now with Brandon Ayuk. It's a mean place. You don't want to be there. Um, you guys kind of touched on everyone. I think that's that's it. All right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Record time. Wow. Kyler Murray actually scrambled. Get a load of that. That's why, man, I looked at Kyler Murray's rushing numbers, and I traded him last week, and I'm very happy I did. Uh, Jason, where can they find you? At Brodo FF Jason. Find me at Brodo FF Tim. By the way, I've traded him for Nick Chubb, so it's not like I'm, you know. Michael? At Brodo FF Mike. Uh, and you can find us all at Brodo Fantasy. Oh, you, I'm sorry. You find us. You find Cass. Oh, no. Chase Edmonds is hurt. Casanova. Oh, boy. James Conner's stock might be shooting up. Oh, boy. It looks like he's in pain. Poor Edmonds. He's always he's always in pain. Uh, follow uh, Casanova at Brodo FF Casanova. You can follow us at Brodo Fantasy. Download the Fantasy Football by Brodo app and go to BrotoFantasy.com, Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. Man, you can find us in so many places. There's so many places. So many places. Later. There Later. you can find us. Later.